You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to Inside the Monster with Steve Peralt and Joey Capone. Fenway, you know, when he got hot, he left Earth every day at Fenway for about 10 days, and here he goes. Every ball's getting hit hard, sinker down and in, and he almost golfs this thing out of here. Trevor Story at second base, nobody out, and Tristan Casas about to dig in for his third major league at bat. He has flied to right, and he's grounded out to first. Little ground ball here. Yes. Knocked down. That should be a base hit. Seager could not make the play, and Casas is on. Tough chance all the way around. But he'll take it. That's a hit. Get the ball. Here it is. Welcome to episode 56 of the official Red Sox podcast, Inside the Monster, presented by Odyssey with myself, Steve Peralt, and Joey Capone. Tristan Casas made his MLB debut, got a hit, and the Red Sox swept the Rangers in a four-gamer. How you doing, Joey? Ooh. It is a confusing time to be alive, brother. Nothing makes all too much sense. I don't know how to feel. I don't know what to think. How are you doing? I am doing I'm doing decently, I would say, after mm-hmm. a very fun weekend watching the Boston Red Sox play some baseball. Fangraphs now has them at a 1.5% chance of making the postseason. You guessed it. That is, what is that? That's what like is a one and one, a half? Yeah, one, yeah, what is that? One and a, so it's like halfway between one and two. One out of 75 times if you run this yeah. season. Wow. Okay. If the, yeah. <laughs> if the Red Sox played <laughs> these last 27 games 75 times, one of them, they would make the playoffs. Yeah, but like after they sweep the Rays, that number is going to be like, what, 70%? Probably so, 85, something like probably that. Probably 85, yeah. So just wait it out, dude. So Joey and I just watched the end of the Yankees-Rays game, and by mm-hmm. golly, was that an awful call to end that game. That ball yeah, was that low. Yandy Diaz strikes out on an absolute ball. The mm-hmm. Rays had a chance to sweep the Yankees and make it a three-game lead in the AL East, which is – I cannot believe the Yankees have collapsed this much. But this is a Red Sox show. Uh, another number for you. If the Sox go 21-6, and six, this is kind of the number that we had thrown out there. The yep. uh, unofficially official elimination number is still at 7. It was at 7 mm-hmm. on Wednesday, and now it's – Sunday night, and it's mm-hmm. still at 
seven. If they go 21 and six the rest of the way, that puts them at 88 wins. You basically got to win four out of five uh, each each stretch of five games. And I mean, they went 20 and six in June. So there is still a chance. I, I right where I'm at right now, Joey. Even though I've already given up mm-hmm. on the season after the little league game, was I'm at I'm at that gif of so you're telling me there's a chance that <laughs> I think that's where I'm at with this team. Right that's now. exactly what I meant by like it's a confusing time to be alive. Yeah, you yeah. just the team will not let you give up on them. They haven't and officially died yet. Do, yeah, and then but then when you do give up on them, they go and win four in a row, five, five in a row, five now. in a row. Yeah. It's like, dude, can you guys just either let me die or, like, I don't know. It's something about, together 12. Something like, about, what are we doing? I, I was going to save this for later, but I wanted mm-hmm. to bring it up. Well, I'll just bring it up now. So being at, at Fenway, I only went to the Friday game for this series. Being mm-hmm. at Fenway for Friday, it was a weird feeling. It was a very strange, like, first off, fall just happens. Fall just, like, boom is here. And this year it happened September 1. Yes. Which it is very strange. Immediately when September started, it wasn't like, oh, it still kind of feels like summer. No, it, it was, we were up in PAV 4 uh, per usual with, uh, I was up there with Nate and Coop. And the way, breeze was coming in. I'm like, oh, it's a little cool up here. Like this is, it's actually happening. But the thing that sucks is like the vibes were just weird. And, and sometimes you have to check in with yourself and you're like, is this just because I'm, am I weird right now? Do I feel weird? Cause I'm mm-hmm. so impacted by the standings that like it's making my moods. It's like, no, everyone is kind of off. The team didn't mm-hmm. take BP. Um, and that was coming off of a walk-off on Thursday, the ref Snyder walk-off. And it just still mm-hmm. was like, uh, when you're in that seven to eight games back range, you're just not really in it at all. Uh, and, and so it just kind of messed with things. But like you mentioned, Joey, you sweep a four-game series. They have not had a five-game winning streak since the end of June when they, uh, I think it was like a seven or eight-gamer after they finished that sweep of the Guardians in Cleveland. That was Sounds back right. when Duran yeah. was hitting like 330. So it's been a long time since that's happened. But, yeah, they're, they're not like they're four not seasons us. this year. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. Each month has, has its so own. so many different teams. It's Each so month weird, is its man. own team. Like, June, it was on pace for best record in baseball, if they kept that going. July, mm-hmm. worst record in baseball. August, 500 teams. personnel changes makes it feel even more uh, Absolutely. You know, exacerbated. Yeah. September, undefeated. So it's like, mm-hmm. and start of the year, worst, worst team in baseball. So obviously, when you count the months up, there are too many months that suck uh, overall, especially July. Mm-hmm. You just can't, at the end of the day, obviously you can't have the July you had. And hope to still stay alive. And, and that part really sucks. I think that, that stripped us of a September that matters. But we got a lot to talk about, Joey. Leading yeah, yeah. off with the Tristan Casas. I'm going to say Casas every okay. time. Yeah, what okay. do you got? Okay, look, please, if I may. Yep. It's Casas. It's Casas. It's Casas. Okay, it is. It's, it's a word, okay? I hate this. I hate this. I hate this. If your name is a word, you can't tell me, no, mispronounce the word because that's the way my family does it. We mispronounce it together. No. If your last name is Shoemaker, I'm going to say Shoemaker. Don't say it's Sh- actually Schumacher. Schumacher. It's Schumacher. No, it's M-A-K-E-R. It's Shoemaker. That's a word. I hate that so much. Like, oh, it's Casas, which doesn't even make sense. Yeah. Because if it was like, if he's like, no, it's like Casas. Like, he's totally Americanized it. It's Casas. But no, the first half, we keep Spanish, and it's going to be Ka- in the second half, uh, who cares? The whole thing it's, is sus. It's a word. I hate that very I, much. I don't I don't love it because 
it doesn't match him. It doesn't match Tristan as like who he is. Like you no. see him step up there, you don't think here comes Casas. You're like, no, here's Tristan Cassis, and he's about Cassis to hit a bomb. Makes me, yeah, it makes me think like Colossus. Yes, that's where my brain goes. Like he's like um, I mean, he's a moose. He's six five, two fifty. Yeah, he he is he's, a literal a moose. I, I want I want a graphic. I'll probably I'll hit somebody up for this. Uh, mm. But Red Sox LA actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna give this one to Red Sox LA because it's it's been a minute. Mm. Shout out Red Sox LA. Nate, I'm giving you I'm giving you this one graphic off uh, to make Cassis a moose. <laughs> I want I want Cassis. It just fits him as a moose. Him he is look. a moose. Like he. You know what he actually looks like though? A moose. A moose. That's what I was gonna say. How yeah. did you know that? I just guessed. No, what he actually looks like is like an 11 year old Jimmy Fallon, <laughs> who like like in the movie Big, like just like made a wish. To yeah. be a big leaguer, doesn't he look like a pudgy little kid version of yes. Jimmy Fallon? He looks like the Fallon comp is not bad. Actually, let me let me pull this up. I, I can see it in my it's head, from but let me certain try angles. To... It's it's like straight on. And once he's you got get some like a Fallon profile, in him. It's gone. Casas has some Fallon in him. Absolutely, Casas. That's not even an O in his name. I, it makes me so. I'm just gonna so say Cass. I think I'm just gonna say Cassis. Like I like I don't like that with like a, like Italian people too will like pronounce G's in their name. Yeah, what the hell, and Italian always, people? Like, ugh, God. <laughs> you know exactly what I'm saying. You don't get to just nah. I actually say it like this. Well, it's, sorry, I'm getting way no, too worked know, up about I know. it. We're getting too. It's like too I've been calling him Cassis in my head for years. So I'm not gonna. I'm not going to change, Tristan. You can come on this show, and I will call you what I want to call you. I'll eventually change, but it's going to take time. I've been calling him Cassis for four years now. We uh, we interviewed him the day after he got drafted, and it was Tristan Cassis. He didn't say anything. We said he never Tristan. corrected you. No. So it's like I, I don't know. I, I just and there you go. Now it's Cassis. Okay, it's a little too pinky high for me. It's a little too sophisticated. This doesn't look like a sophisticated guy. This guy's a ball player. He's out in right field with his shirt off. And he's, I, I know we all say he's tanning. I think that's just like his, his like yoga routine. I, I don't know. I don't know what that was okay, in let's right talk field. About it. How'd you, how did you, how did you really feel about it? I thought what it was hilarious. I thought you it was did? hilarious. Okay. This kid just got called up and he's shirtless in right field. And it's not like he's shirtless and like ripped. Like, it's not like he's yeah. got like a six pack. He's kind of shirtless looking like me. He's, he's got, got, he's got he's, my body. Yeah, he's yeah. got he's got our bodies. A couple dad bots. Uh, I know mm. you're an official one. I'm an I'm an unofficial one. I, well, I, your 11 year old would not be stoked to no, hear that. No, I know. Sorry, 11 year old. Uh, <laughs> You've got to name that thing one of these days, bro. <laughs> Sorry, 11 year old kid. But I saw the. I think it was McAdam. I believe it was the first tweet I saw, and I'm like, wait a second. He's there's no way he's just tanning out there. This that that would be a little ridiculous if he's just tanning. And this is why sometimes yeah. you got to not get caught up in what the language of a tweet, because you know reporters will fill in the extra. They'll go the extra length themselves to assume sometimes what's going on. When they right, showed the right. video, it's like okay, it seems like this guy just has this like yoga routine that he does before games. Mm -hmm. And I I love that Tristan. I'm just gonna stick with Tristan. I just love that Tristan is who he is. Like, mm -hmm. I, I had tweeted this, but I remember him when we interviewed him four years ago being like, I can't wait to, you know, shut people up in Yankee Stadium. And I hit bombs. And, like, this is this is so me. I'm so happy I'm going to be in Boston. And he was talking like he was going to get called up in a week. This was in 2018. And, yeah. you know, the Woo Sox guys, I think they had they had replied saying that he, he likes his steak a certain way. That I don't know mm -hmm. if it was – I forget how they mentioned it. But he he is – 
extremely authentic to himself. And mm-hmm. when I saw the video that they played during the broadcast, I was like, yeah, this kid's this this kid's like shirtless and he's just doing yoga in right field for his first game. And that that's hilarious. I, I was expecting and haven't seen a negative um, re- reaction to it. What would even be the negative reaction? Like, who does he think he is being shirtless? Well, yeah, I I expected there to be some old heads that were like, like, hey, you're a rookie. You know, (laughs) hey, it's your first day. You're acting like you own the team. Like, really comfortable already, huh? Yeah. Like, I I did expect that. That's why I was asking, how do you really feel? Because I was feeling you out like, okay, don't lie to me. Did you you actually like that? But uh, I didn't see it, but I was expecting it. I'm glad that I didn't see it because that's exactly how he should be. And it. There's got to be nerves, even if you're Tristan Cassis, even if you're guy. Oh, yeah. You know, there's got to be whatever. So if he's like, you know what, dude, I'm going to go about my thing. I'm going to pop in some headphones, do my yoga thing, lay out in the sun Mm. in Fenway Park, get comfortable here. It's got to be easing the nerves a little bit. It's got to be part of it, right? Saw Ian Brown just tweet this. It's a quote from Mm -hmm. uh, Cassis. I don't necessarily like caffeine. I don't drink coffee or energy drinks. I feel better after I get some sunlight on my body, and that's what I do. I don't think too much of it in terms of grounding or any science behind it, but I just feel better after I do it. So this dude, right likes he likes to get some sun on him, and and then he hits bombs. I mean, it, the guy mm-hmm. the guy Did you think that up, first one was gone? 100%. Oh, oh I, my I, God. D- dude. This is this comes back to I, I think at, at my core I'm not a selfish person, but I'm selfish when it comes to like not wanting to miss a moment at Fenway. And mm. when I realized they, they they called them up too late. I know when I texted you, I was like, they should have given us more of a heads up. I meant us as the fans. I didn't mean you and I. <laughs> <laughs> no, I knew. I know. Oh, okay. I, know. I couldn't tell if it you were like. It just sounded like you were saying, like, dude, the <laughs> the socks should have texted us. I didn't know if you took that seriously. Yeah. Of like, why did we not get a heads up personally that costs yeah. us? Was getting called up, but no, it was like last night, and I think Catillo mm-hmm. had the story, which sucks. But um, he gets called up, and it's like ah, I just I didn't have it in me get to get to Fenway today, and mm-hmm. so selfishly I'm like he better not go deep in his first at bat. <laughs> I, I better not I better not be immediately regretting not seeing this go down. So, but off the bat, didn't that that looked like Dude, it was going to be I was, gone? I stood up, yeah, and was like, no way, no yeah. way. Yeah, I was I was ready for it, man. Uh, off the bat, I was saying no, as in like I really don't want it to be gone because I don't want to miss this moment. <laughs> you don't think? Wait, you think it would have been like a supremely better experience in the ballpark versus? I'm I would have been upset at myself because I could have gone, but I didn't. And I'm just saying, do you think it would have been like a marginally better experience being at Fenway versus watching it on TV? Yes, but I more mean it's the classic. I was there for Cassis's first game and he hit a homer i i like that i was there i think everybody Such does bragging rights yeah don't we all like that i was there for that like we all like that right yeah yeah i think like, so poppy's grand slam i've frequently said like i'm pumped that i was there for that in the alcs like i saw that like that was i think as fans some take it way mm-hmm. more seriously than others i think some say it as if like they were actually playing in the game like oh i was there you know i was i was in the dugout it's like nah you were in like you know bleacher 36 but um off the bat, I genuinely was like, damn it. <laughs> like, damn it, this is going to be gone, isn't it? And I'm sitting on my couch instead of seeing it in person. But, dude, he's, he's got... Dude, he, he's, he's a, a fun, he's a moose. He's he's a a fun AB. Yeah. He really is. He's a disciplined, disciplined guy. I didn't realize that he... Uh, he takes a lot. He takes so much, yeah. Yeah. And that's a, that's 
usually not the first note that you have for a call-up. He took the first five pitches you know? he saw. Yeah. Man. I was kind of stunned. And, and, and the one thing I picked up in that first A-B was that mm-hmm. he was kind of like tailing out a little bit. Like he was kind of mm-hmm. like pulling out of the box a little bit. And I didn't know mm-hmm. if that was like nerves. Like he looked a little uncomfy. And mm-hmm. then when he made, he, he obviously didn't get the ball. He didn't hit the ball in the screws, but like it jumps off his bat. And I know we've seen that enough in, in watching Woo Sox games and seeing all the highlights they've been putting out there. Shout out to the Woo Sox, by the way. They have been a phenomenal PR team for Tristan. Unreal social team, yeah. Oh, incredible. Yeah, they they, they do stuff. such a great job there. And mm-hmm. it makes you feel like you're at Polar Park, which I'm still upset at myself i haven't gotten there yet it's really shame on me that's embarrassing it's the second year I haven't gotten there no excuses I mean, what do you find yourself in worcester a lot no but like i, I have exactly. my family like grew up in worcester like i should i should be going to worcester i don't know if that's why i should be going there but i'm more <laughs> saying like i should be showing respect to worcester they now have the, yeah, those are hollowed grounds yeah bro. it's by holy cross i should be going over there but um yeah i mean it was it was a cool debut and i i just think like cassis already looks like a big leaguer out there Dude is an mm-hmm. absolute moose, as we talked about, but he just, at first, he had the presence of a big leaguer. Like, he was picking balls mm-hmm. and, like, faking guys, like, the, you know, don't go past second, I'll hose you down. Like, he was just doing big leaguer stuff. And mm-hmm. it was like, this is your first game. This is his first game. And he already looked like more of a big leaguer than any of the first basemen they've had play all year. I mean, shout out to Hosmer. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he looked good over there. But did you forget you... that? Quick question for you. Did you forget Hosmer yeah, yeah, yeah. was on the team? Because I kind of did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, because there's four first basemen. I know. I so, know. yeah, I forgot about that one. I think they said on the broadcast, Hosmer might be gone. The rest of them like, oh, crap, like he's on the team. I, I oh, right, Hosmer. Yeah. 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 I, um, I don't know, dude. Uh, did you expect Bob to be the one, like yeah. the, uh, the move? You yeah. did? Yeah, well, I, I think I some of the reporters had hinted. Even like recency bias aside that he's like had some power, I think it's like stay power. I think you're like, hey, look, we, we know that like, Franchi's hot, but he usually levels out. I don't know if the clubhouse stuff factored into that because I know everybody loves Franchi. Yeah. But uh, I I was a little shocked. I think it was more of a coin flip in my mind than it probably actually was. Well, you I love, know you love Bob. That's your, that's your guy. You love Bob. I know. I know. I, so I know I'm a little bit biased there, but I also know that Franchi's had stretches this year where he you know didn't look like he could hang up here. So the yeah. fact that he stuck around was, uh, I don't know. I don't think it was a guarantee. No, I know. Oh, also, with those five moves that happened, here's something kind of funny. The, those moves with, uh, you know, Cassis, Bob, Winkowski, Hauk, and what, Cutter? Yeah. Those five moves that happened, all five different words. So there was selected, recalled, optioned, placed, named. It's a lot. <laughs> when they it's pulled up that graphic, I was like, what are we doing? There's too much going <laughs> on here. <laughs> yeah. Well, they have to Tell go. Tell me what happened. What they do, do have to mean? go by the official terminology. That's why I always like just like one of these reporters clear this up. Like, what does all this mean? Translate this yeah. for me, please. I'm stupid. Yeah, the reporters are usually like Cassis up, Bob down, Winkowski up. Winkowski dead. Like, yeah, that's typically yeah. what they say. Yeah. But I mean, with, with Dahlbeck, and this is this is a mean comparison I'm going to make, but I, I got to do it. Uh-oh. Bobby is this season how it's gone. He's kind of like that item in your fridge that's just been in there forever and has somehow been surviving in that fridge. You know you got to throw it out. You know you got to get rid of it. But you just take forever to do it, and then you finally do. That's what the Red Sox did with Bobby Dalbeck. 
It's like, but even when you throw it out, you're like, oh, that was probably still. Good. I know I, I could have probably could've... still gotten a couple uses out of that sour cream. Like I, I still could have yeah. used it. But no, I Bob, I, I think it's a, a classic case of he had a lot of chances, and he obviously mm-hmm. didn't take advantage of it, and or enough advantage of it. I mean, it's I have never seen someone that was more of a guaranteed strikeout in two out situations. It was like clockwork when he he would be up with two outs. It was K every single time. His demeanor's not great. He doesn't do himself any favors with kind of always having the, the shoulders trumping. And um, I don't know. I, I, I just think he's he's obviously been a fu- in a funk all year, and it just hasn't worked out. And you want Bobby to do well. I mean, obviously, he's a fan course, favorite. Nobody else gets their name chanted. It's always Bobby. But, like, he's the only guy that, that gets that. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's up with Bobby. I, I know we used to talk a decent amount. We, I, I think he kind of cut off from a lot of people. Like I, I really think sure, it makes sense when you're struggling like that. Yeah, you don't want to be talking to media. And no, I oh, know, this is but what's it, going on? And you know, I, I w- it was surprising. It I was surprising. It. I know. The, I think the last time we really communicated was in spring training. We were trying to line up an interview. We couldn't do it. And mm-hmm. I think this year he kind of just went went black. He just you know in terms of social media, and I, I think he just he just stopped using it. And, um, you know, just kind of I I feel for him because you don't want it personally. You don't want this to happen, obviously, but he wears it so much that it's hard to not see that this was inevitable. It just really felt like this was bound to happen. And it took until the start of September and calling up, you know, one of your top prospects and your your highest regarded prospect right now. I kind of felt the opposite. dude. I thought like Bobby was bound to find it. When you know, I thought, like I know, at some point, every week it was is like, this okay, just well, classic Jay Capone blind faith? Is that what this is right here? I don't think so at all. Three hundred four like, at bats. He he really. I think hadn't it's done shocking anything. that over that time period he never found it. I think the I think the average person would agree there that you're like, dude. At some point you got to find it, right? But like, he didn't. This is, exactly, and I think that's weird. Yeah, I I just I think he was supposed to. He was supposed to. He was supposed to be more than that. And I know we're talking about him in the past tense. He's alive, and he's also, he's not dead. you know, he's not dead. And who knows? Who knows? Do I, you know, if I was a gambling man, do I see Bob playing in major leagues with the Boston Red Sox? I would say no. Probably not. He'll be part of a deal in the offseason, likely. Yeah, you think? I think he's a major leaguer. I do. I think he is I'm, as well. I, I, I don't think it's the last we see of Bob in the majors. Like, I, I genuinely think he'll be... He'll be somewhere and hopefully doing well. I mean, it's funny with the Chavis thing. With it's probably Chavis. We probably we've probably been saying it wrong the whole time. Um, that he seen, you know, and I'm basing this off of just like highlights. Obviously, the numbers dipped off since when he had like a really good start to the year. But he just seems happier, right? I mean, he seems like a guy that can be even more himself in Pittsburgh. And I understand that team stinks, but it at least has given him the freedom to be more of himself and to play more and to kind of, you know, get more out of his baseball life than he would have gotten here. And you kind of hope the same for Bobby. You hope that it works out, that he ends up somewhere and producing and for his own sake, hopefully not relied on as much as the Red Sox relied on him this year. Like part of it is that the Sox didn't do enough uh, at that position, obviously. Like obviously first base Mm -hmm. has been a major issue this year. And they assumed Bobby was going to be way better than he was. I know he had that stretch from the end of the All-Star break last year through the first week of September. He was hitting 297 with 10 homers, 33 RBI. This is over a 43-game stretch. 
10 homers, mm. 33 RBI, over 1,000 OPS from like mid-July to the start of September. So he had a really, really good stretch there. I know people say like, oh, he was great in the second half. It really did tail off towards the end of the year, and then he didn't even factor in in the playoffs. But yeah. Bob obviously can get hot. It's just I, I'm, I'm worried <clears throat> for his own sake that he, he wears it so damn much. He wears mm-hmm. it so much. And I feel like it's internal as much as it, as it is X's and O's of, like, you know, contact and laying off pitches and all that stuff. I feel like it's his percentage of how much the mental game factors in, I think, is higher than most. And I think it was elevated this year. I don't think, actually. I'll, t- I'll tell you this. Here's some good old-fashioned reporting. See, there's some big J journalism here coming yeah. in. Ready? Yeah. I know for a fact the idea that Tristan is right behind him was weighing on him all year. Oh, obviously, yeah. You know, like, he talked to he talked to guys about it often, that, like, he was very aware Tristan's right there and that he's essentially filling a role and that he knows that the Sox have, like, a long-term first baseman that they think really highly of at the top of their prospect pool. So as much as he's being relied on, he also, I'm sure, felt like he was filling a hole. Yeah. And, um, and it's tough to find that motivation and all that when you think, hey, at the end of the day, best case scenario is I do well enough to be traded for a good piece. Yeah, no, it's tough. I mean, it's really tough. And obviously it was it was weighing on him. And I hope the best for Bob. You know, you want it to work out. It's the first time he's in Worcester since 2019. It's been a while. That's got to be awkward, man. That's got to be like. I know. I, I You know, that's know. probably the toughest part of this is like, hey, guys. Hey, you know. Yeah, I mean, if you're on the Woo Sox, if you're Ryan Fitzgerald, how do you just like, hey, Bobby, welcome back. I know. What's up? What's up, dog? There's that TikTok where it's like, hey, how y'all doing? Like, that's kind of what he's <laughs> yeah. just like walking back in, you know. Like, that, like a reality show. Uh, I don't even Sound know. over the back, you know. Uh, I think I know it. Yeah, I don't yeah. Know. yeah. Yeah. But like still, that, uh, it, yeah. It, dude, it's tough. It's bad. It's bad. It's tough. But hey, Costas is here, and that's obviously exciting. What, one last thing on Tristan. Yeah, I got no answer. There were people at the old ball yard asking me on Friday, like, why isn't Cassis up? Why isn't Cassis up? I had no answer. Like, why Why wasn't he up? There's really, when you look at it, I'm not going to accept any reason because I don't think there's any good enough reason as to why he wasn't up the second he wasn't going to have service for this year count, you know? Yeah. I mean, it doesn't really make sense. It really doesn't. And I think Cora would probably tell you off the record, like, he should have been up earlier. That's just the complete right. guess. But I'm, I mean, if I'm just doing some booty talk here, yeah, talking out I your booty. I would say, yeah, talking out the booty here. Booty, booty talk. talk. I would say maybe they were waiting for a time, a game where pressure was low. You've already won this four game series. You're going for a sweep. You know, I can't. I mean, pressure's been pressure's been pretty low, right? I mean, since late yeah, August, sure. it's been pretty low. I, yeah, I don't. You're, I don't know. I don't know. That's again. That's all I can pull out this booty. That's all I got. That's man. all I got. The booty. I honestly, yeah. I hope it's not. The last thing the Red Sox should be doing is like protecting Tristan. He he is this guy. He shows up to Fenway and he's shirtless in right field doing yoga. Like you think he's gonna be like rattled by going zero for four, which he didn't. Obviously, he had a hit, mm-hmm. even though it was you know a grounder that was only a hit because they were playing him a little bit further yeah. to the the left of the infield, but. Dude, he's first of all, he's like 30-40% hips. That's like most of him. Yes. Is his hips and his thighs. Have you seen his hands? 
Up close? No, I don't believe so. He's got to have like 15 inch hands. He's like Shaq's hands. Yeah. Like he's a massive dude and his hands look too big for his body. He's a huge dude. He's, yeah. He's and an if I absolute... think if I was that big dude, I think I would have that confidence too. I don't think, you, I think you're right. I don't think you need to be protecting Tristan's mentals, dude. I think you get him out there. We got to take a time out real quick. There's something in the background. What 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 is that in the background of your play? Is like are the are the kids across the street doing going at it? Kids across the street are they, uh, yeah they're going at it. You want me to shut shut the window here? I, I would say yeah. I can hear. Want to keep I can hear. In? I can hear it pretty clearly. Yeah, let's keep this all in. Let's keep this all in. All right, here we go. This is for the people. This is a little behind the scenes stuff for the people. There you go. It's hot. Joey, what's up hot with your AC piece. situation? What's what's the deal, man? I don't have them on. All right, that, that, that does that. <laughs> <laughs> I have them. I don't know. It's it's hot and cold here. New Hampshire's weird, so I'm yeah. not going to. Hey, we're keeping it in. We're keeping it in. That that stays Whatever. in. There you go. That's some really good ITM behind the scenes. Um, <laughs> we got like 8 million more topics to get to, but we are going to take a quick break here on episode 56 of Inside the Monster. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We are back on episode 56 of the official Red Sox podcast, Inside the Monster. Players to wear 56 on the Red Sox. Who have we got here? This is the, oh, it's the Hansel Robles episode, of course. Hell yeah. Has to be, right? I mean. Austin Davis. There we go. It's a bunch of former Red Sox here. Joe Kelly. Yeah, it's, I yeah. think it's got to be the Kelly episode. No, sir. What? It is the Darren Bragg episode. Oh, of course it is. <laughs> it is the Darren Bragg episode. In a way, Steve. Yeah. In a way, every episode is the Darren Bragg episode. In a way, in a certain way, every single episode is the Darren Bragg episode. All right, there's. right, I'm not going to look at any more numbers. It is the Darren Bragg episode. One thing we got to talk about is Trevor's story. The resurgence, not even the resurgence, just the greatness of Trevor Story since coming off the IL. Joey, mm. I don't know if this was the best game that he's had with the Red Sox, but it felt like it. I, if you take that week out where he was the greatest player in the history of baseball, mm-hmm. Sunday's game, he was incredible. The play in the field, leaping up, making the snag, the homer with the bat flip. He has a very natural bat flip where it's mm-hmm. like part of the swing, and it is so damn sexy. That's that's what I want bat flips to be. I want them to be mm-hmm. like part of your routine and just like a little flicky doos where it kind of falls at. It's like it's falling out of the sky. Uh, I just it uh-huh. looks so cool, and he doesn't really show up the pitcher much because he's bolting after he does it. Like he's immediately running down to first. 
as the the bat flip is still falling <laughs> falling from the sky. So uh, 464, he's hitting 464 since returning from the IL, and he's apparently made some adjustments. The toe tap is working for him. Mm-hmm. I think we always say adjustments plural when you got to also factor in a big adjustment is just being off, you know, like having time off is is yeah, yeah. is uh, partly an adjustment of like yeah, you didn't have to play all those games and do all that travel and all that stuff. So he's just been able to rehab, you know, get healthy, and he looks great. And it really has me thinking, where would this team be if he never got hurt, never got hit in the hand? Yeah, I know. So it sucks. What could have been, Joey? Yeah, I know it, dude. I know it. One thing about his swing, too, dude, he doesn't look like he's swinging for power. Right yeah, now. power looks, just he's happens. He's swinging the bat. Yeah. Yeah. That's how Cassis is, too, not to go back to him. But um, he talked. I've heard him talked about. Nope, and that's I've heard him talk <laughs> about that before. That he, uh, you know, he's swinging for on base, swinging for on base percentage. You know, he doesn't care about uh, about the power. The power comes when when you're hitting the ball well. Yeah, and it looks like Trevor's kind of subscribing to that same ideology, just trying to trying to make contact. Because there were some times, there were some cuts Trevor took when he was struggling, that he was swinging out of his shoes. By the way, okay. Tell me if I'm dumb here. I had never heard this before. This was an echism that like really caught me off guard. Yeah. Somebody, I think they, I think it was like a, a big cut that somebody missed, right? Somebody whiffed, and Eck was like, "He's a pair of shoes out there." Wait, Joey, you haven't heard the what? pair of shoes thing? He's been I saying that for years. I haven't heard him year. say somebody's Joey. a pair of shoes. Oh, Joe. That's Joe. what I'm saying. Am I dumb here? I didn't want to be the first. He's been saying pair of shoes for years, Joe. I've never heard it. Oh, Joey. I've never heard him say a pair of shoes. Oh, damn. I've heard X say a lot of words, dude. I've just never heard it. You know how surprised you have me right now that you haven't heard X say pair of shoes? He says it all the time. There's no way he says it all the time. Oh, dude. the listeners Steve. of this program are going to back me here. He says pair of shoes a lot. He does not say it. it's not he like does. Hot, it's not like cheese. He's not saying it every game. I think he's saying it close to every game, Joe. Steve, every game. I think you're gonna so. tell me you're gonna tell me I've missed Dennis Eckersley saying that hundreds of times in my life. There's a chance. There's a chance you missed it hundreds of times, Joe. There's no way I've missed it hundreds of times. It's a great. I might have missed it a dozen or two times. I think you've maybe missed it multiple dozens of times. You know I what it know. is, right? It's it's a, a cool way of saying he's just standing there, like oh, you know, it's a it's a caught looking strikeout. It, you know, you're a pair okay. of shoes. You're just, just standing there like a pair of shoes, which is it's it's a it's a hilarious way to, to describe it because your whole body. So imagine is, me hearing it for the first time. <laughs> I was like, that's great. Your whole body's okay, still there, saying, but it's he's I like. I thought he was he, saying he swung out of his shoes. It was the opposite. It's no, a, it's, it's more like oh, it's, okay, it's just you know, he's a pair of shoes. Yeah. Oh, I need that pitch. I need that strike. It should have been a pair of shoes. Uh, well, now I feel dumb. I, I don't know how that went over my head that I've like never heard him say that. I would, I'm, ex- I'm going to be excited to watch this back and see how stunned I was. Because I, I, I can't believe you said that, Joey. I know you watch, all the ga- you watch all the games, Joe. I do, I do. And when Eck is on, I turn the volume up. Damn it, So Joey. I'm telling you, dude. Hey, some, some things slip by, you know? I just, I don't know. Or this time it stuck out to me. Listen, the truth is, I've probably heard it 50 times. And the other 49, I was like, oh, that's interesting. That's funny. And then this time, you're like, what the hell has <laughs> he ever said that? Every single time, I've probably been like, I've never heard him say that before. That's silly. 
how about Eck just dropping that new phrase pair of shoes in like his, you know, last month of calling games. By the way, while while we're on the broadcast, an enormous shout out to Mikey Monaco. First off, Mike That's Monaco's great. got a great name. Like and I, I mm-hmm. like putting the Y on there. Mikey Monaco. Kind of sounds sure. like a kid that maybe you grew up with. Oh yeah, Mikey Monaco down the street. He is I, I DM'd him, Joey. I had to DM him after that Wong call. And I was just mm-hmm. like, dude, A plus call on the Connor Wong home run. That's the kind of stuff like I know when we had Will Fleming on here, when a big play mm-hmm. happened, you wanted to I would walk, watch quick pitch or watch the MLB YouTube highlights that they put together that are really cool with just play calls and hope that Will was on the call. When Monaco's in the booth, I'm so pumped because then you're just rooting for a big moment to happen because he crushes it every time. Like the Wong home run, first career blast, I think it went 632 feet, and he just nailed it. It was just like spot on. And then Eck, Eck is so – what I'm going to miss, I think, most about Eck is just the noises. When off the oh. bat, he just goes, oh, <laughs> that's awesome. Like I, yeah. Just natural noises that just come out of him when a big thing happens. And you you combine that with the Monaco call, and I was like, that is chef's kiss right there. Yeah. Monaco's gotten like an old fat, not old fashioned, but like '90s, early 2000s broadcaster voice. He does, which I really like. Yeah, his, his voice also just lends itself to like any sport. You hear him, and you're like, oh, this guy should be like a national just sports guy. Yeah, like he's, Joe he will, Buck. he's done a lot of. I mean, he's done. Yeah, he, he was doing the Little League World Series. He's done, I think, college football games. I mean, he's he's been all over the place, and he's young as hell too. I think he's like 27. Or something yeah. like that. 27, 28. I think he's going to be doing this for a while. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. But I more just – I I am happy he's in, in the rotation, obviously. You'll want more Monaco games. But uh, yep. he, he yep, had a really nice little sign-off to Eck because it's the last game he's calling with Eck. And he's like, my first game was with you. You've made this so much easier to do. Like, thank you so much. Monaco – is, this is a, a Mikey Monaco podcast. We, we support Mikey Monaco, and we want him to uh, – to call a ton of Sox games. So, uh, Trevor Story's been dominant. Xander Bogots. I, so, I question for you, Joey. Yep. Hit me. Do you – imagine if I ever hit you. Man, I hope we never get to the point where I'm, like, punching Joey. I don't think I've ever – I don't it, think you've ever punched me. I don't think I've ever punched anybody. Never? I remember growing up, this was mm-hmm. one of the saddest moments of my life. I was probably, like, I don't know, 11, 12 years old. You know, you're a kid, and you're, mm-hmm. you're riding your bikes in the neighborhood, and you just, like – you end up sometimes getting into some stupid stuff, and we it were. It sounds the ba- like your childhood was like the Sandlot, dude. It sounds like your childhood is like out of a '90s movie. You're riding yeah, it around. Kind of was. Like we ride our game. bikes around. We play neighborhood games. We play wiffle ball in my backyard. Yeah, kind of similar. Um, but my my best friend Kevin growing up was just, he was awesome. I was at his house all the time. We were in the backyard. Mm-hmm. It was like me, Kevin, like five of our like neighborhood friends, and they were just mm-hmm. like, "You guys should fight." <laughs> and I was like, Heck "No." Yeah. We're not gonna fight, and they like bully. They didn't like bully us because we had a good friend group. But they're like, "You should do it," and we ended up we ended up fighting. But it wasn't really fighting; it was just kind of wrestling a little bit. And I had him. And down. as I'm you're like, like, "Nah, I wouldn't fight Kevin. He knocked you out." No, I, I put I put him down. I, I ended his like I killed yeah. Kevin that day. No, <laughs> uh, <laughs> he was my best friend, dude. Good guy. He was my best friend. No R.I.P. R.I.P. Kev. But. No, it ended after like 20 seconds of like, this is dumb. I'm like, I basically had him on the ground. I'm like, I don't want to do this. This is very stupid. And like, finally. I've never thrown uh, a punch, but I have choked a kid to death. Yeah, I I did choke a kid to death. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think there's certain people that that shouldn't be. I mean, no one should fight, as my mom would say, you know, fighting is bad. But 
Um, it's true. I don't even know how we got on this. Oh, yeah. So, uh, question. Tell me, Xander Bogart, Xander Bogart. Do you care about the, the batting title? Yeah. All right, good. Because I care a lot about it. Yep. I, I, I have always cared about the batting title. I've basically just become mm-hmm. the batting average guy uh, this year. But mm-hmm. I, I always, in September, every year, I follow who's in line to win the batting title. And it doesn't yep. even matter if it's some, it's normally Altuve or somebody like that. So it kind of sucks where you're like, eh, I don't really need another Astros guy getting a, an award. But mm-hmm. this year, uh, as it stands right now, I want to get an update to this, to this second, Joey. Do it, dude. Get, get the most updated version you got. The most updated version of the AL batting race. It's tied. It Uh-oh. is currently tied. Luis, is it a rise? I think it's a rise. It's a rise. Luis, yeah. a rise. Uh, and Xander Bogarts are both hitting 317. And Jose Abreu is seven points back at 310. So those are these are probably the only three guys that are going to actually be in the, the running for this. Unless somebody mm-hmm. has a ridiculous September. I, I genuinely think... Bogey adding an AL batting crown to his resume would just feel right. Like that would that would really just and it, obviously we don't want to talk like this is his last season with the Sox. It could be. Mm-hmm. We have to prepare mm-hmm. ourselves for the worst. We don't want that to happen, obviously. But mm-hmm. it would just feel like him having a batting crown is like, yeah, he did win it. Like he deserves a batting title. Like this guy is constantly hitting, you know, in the top five, top ten of the league. It would be cool for him to actually get one. And especially in a year, I want to go. Uh, Year by year, can batting I, leaders. I want to see what the averages normally are because it's it's a little down this year. But yeah, what do you got, Joe? Can I tell you a stupid stat, dude? I love stupid stats. Going going back to the end of the Toronto series, so eleven games ago. Now, do you want to guess what Xander Bogarts is batting over those eleven games? It's probably in the five hundreds. It's five twelve. Wow. Okay. That's, That's crazy. insane. That's yeah. a stupid stretch. That is pretty wild. Um, all right, so. Here's the deal. Anyone, anyone yep. that that dumps on batting average, and that thinks that it makes them like a more important fan or a more sophisticated fan, yeah, you're a loser. And I, I will strongly back batting average until my dying days. And it's just you go down the list here, like all the guys that win batting titles are studs. You don't have it's so rare that some like random dude. And I'll put Bill Miller in that category because if you're if you're a, a fan of baseball and you're not like a diehard, you'll you'll go down this list, and you got you got Jose Abreu in there, Yuli Gurriel, DJ LeMayu, Tim Anderson, Mookie Betts, Jose Altuve, Miguel Cabrera, Josh Hamilton, Joe Mauer, Maglio Ordonez, Joe Mauer again. Joe Mauer did it three times in four years. That is so impressive as a catcher. Michael Young, Ichiro, and 2003 Bill Miller. So it kind of it takes you a little <laughs> while to get to somebody where you're like, wait, what? <laughs> Who won the batting title? Yeah. And then right before Bill Miller was Manny Ramirez, Ichiro, Nomar. Bernie Williams got one, which is actually surprising me. I, I did not remember that he got one. Frank Thomas, A-Rod, Edgar Martinez. This, these are all studs. Mm-hmm. Wade Boggs won a four years in a row. Five out of six years. You're telling me, you're telling me the, the leader in batting average is a good batter? Is that what you're But it's just like driving home? I, I, I'm, I'm saying that it's somehow batting average has now become like underrated. Like it, I think it, I, it used to be like a main... <clears throat> thing people would obviously use is like to determine who the best hitters are. I genuinely think mm-hmm. we've gotten so caught up in Fort Borp Zorp that we've forgotten that batting average still does a great job of summing up who the best hitters in baseball are. You think I'm crazy for saying yes. that? No, 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 no. So I am on your side of the fence. I am. 
Uh, maybe not as much, though. I think you might be a little more into the yard than I am. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I think the people who entirely write it off and are like, imagine still using batting average in 2022. I hate those people That makes so me much. want... Yeah, that's like, bro, it's... It's how often the player is getting a hit. Of course, it's a good <laughs> metric. Mean, what they're are we doing? They're like, well, have you not added his on-base percentage to his batting average on balls in play? Like, yeah. Sure, I understand that there there's value in that metric, dude. But like to write off batting average, I think is like actually moronic. It's uh, absurd. But I do think there's like better metrics to see how good of a hitter. Oh, to is. sum up, a hitter as a to- as as a whole, yeah, yeah, no, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it doesn't I'm, tell the whole story. No, of course so not. But I, I'm yeah, more yeah, just yeah. think it, it still gets looked at as like you're a clown. And we had a whole episode on this like earlier in the year. But you mm. look at the top guys in batting average in Major League Baseball: Paul Goldschmidt, Freddie Freeman, Jeff McNeil. Again, Luis Luis Arise, I think, is the one <laughs> outlier on this list. You got Xander Bogarts, Jose Abreu, Manny Machado, Trey Turner. You go even further down the list, Nolan Arenado, Aaron Judge. I mean, these guys are all studs. Alvarez with the Astros, Altuve, Devers, you know, Riley on the break. Like, mm-hmm. it's these are all studs. So it's like, I, I just, and they had mentioned on the broadcast, if like, oh, you know, batting title doesn't mean as much as it used to. I just think it should. It should still mean as much as it used to. Like, in our lifetimes, Joey, in our, in mm-hmm. our live times, only four Red Sox players have won the AL batting crown. It's Nomar, Manny, Bill Miller, and Mookie Betts. Talk about which one of these is not like the other. <laughs> um, but still, it, it's just, to me, it would not look right to go down the list of batting uh, titles, batting crowns for the, each league and see Luis arise. Like, I, I, if Abreu wins it again, I'm fine with that. I just, I don't want Luis arise winning the AL batting title. That's You're rooting just, against the underdog? I'm, I'm, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm against the rise. I, I don't. Classic, yeah. Classic underdog movie guy hates real life underdog. Real life. Well, Luis Arise. Who is this guy? Like, I, I know, I've, I only know about him because I've plays been. plays baseball. He plays baseball, yeah. yeah. But, like. Here, let's, let's pull up his page. What's his career average? First of all, he's 25. He's hitting 315 for his career, which is. Yeah. Extremely impressive. Last year, he's 294. Yeah, last year I think that's the thing. In it's 2019, that, he hit. He only played 92 games, but he hit 334. See, that's the thing. I didn't know about this guy in 19, and then 2020, the numbers. He hit 321, but it's 2020. So yeah, 294 last year. I would only really know about him last year. And if you hit 294 with two homers and 42 RBIs and play for the Twins, I don't. I'm probably not going to know about you, unless no, you're like a not name. a home run guy at all. Huh? No, he's got 14 career bombs. So yeah, I, I just I don't know. This is the kind of guy that I. If you're a if you're a batting average doesn't matter, Luis Arise is a great part of your point, <laughs> like because that's all he does is just is get hits, but not like big hits. He's not a. It's crazy. So he's like the front runner to to win the batting title, and is he has a WAR of four one. Yeah, what's his OPS? Yeah. It's probably not that great. Seven ninety something on the first career. Yeah, Seven eighty nine for his career. Eight twelve this year. So anyway, I my point being, I just I care about the batting title. I think if Xander wins it, on the scenario it's his last year with the Red Sox. I hope it's not. It would be a cool thing for his last season, even though no one's going to give a damn about that because if he's elsewhere, people will be furious, but myself included. But it seems like it um, deserves to be on his resume. That's something that for a guy that's constantly hitting the baseball, it would be a cool thing to add on there. Speaking of batting around the league, a little bit of breaking news here. Yeah, what do you got? 
Uh, we should have. We, should, should we have a sound for it for breaking news on here, like a siren or something? Um, no. Joey's like, I'd have to add that in, so I'm not. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not no, doing that's it. That's more work for me. <laughs> so no. What's What's the breaking news? I think people would hate that. <laughs> um, uh, Pujols six ninety five. Nice. Yep. It is his final AB against the Cubs. Oh, that's great. It was a pinch hit game winning two run homer. Wow. Yep. That way. That's... His final AB against the Cubs. How crazy is that? Five homers away. Yeah, one shy of A Rod. Did you see that cringy video that A Rod put out? He's like smoking the cigar with the sunglasses and the suit on his back patio. It wasn't great. It was a t- it was it wasn't great. It wasn't great. It, it also, you, like you stutter and stammer. Yeah, he was hey, stuttering. As I just do it. No, as I do but it. He, he, no, you're Take you're a right. second take, bro. He, take dude, a second dude, take. That's exactly what I was going to say. He's stuttering in the video. It's not like it was live. Like this is yeah. <laughs> your post. You can just do it again. Do another puff of the cigar and do it again. See, I don't the reason I don't hate it 100% is cuz mm-hmm. I I effing love home run chases. And it's like my favorite thing ever. Grew up on the Sosa mm. McGuire thing, so it's like it it leads into that. You know, it, it, it's part of that. So sure, I can't... but you can also do a bad job of a good thing. Yes, you know. So I like I more. I'm saying I like the idea more than what actually happened because it, it wasn't. Yeah, it like wasn't maybe bad. I should come back. Nah, dude. No, isn't it? And such I'm an A Rod a... guy more than the average guy. I think. Yeah, isn't it I've, such I've a, look at me a lot thing? It's like, dude, stop, stop. <laughs> Stop, 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 stop. The fact that it was a pinch hit home run in this game is insulting because that implies that Albert wasn't in the starting lineup. Play Albert every night, bro. What are you doing? Play him every night. All right. No? Am I wrong? Am I wrong? All right, I'm back. So, um... Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. Am I wrong? So here's the deal, Joey. Yeah. Here's the deal. Yeah. This is a huge part. I just realized this now. And I think I knew this, but I didn't factor who the opponent was. There is a team that should make it their sole purpose to make sure Albert Pujols gets to 700 home runs. And that team is not the St. Louis Cardinals. That is coming up next on Inside. No, I that team, <laughs> it's like dumbest tease ever. Doing? We're doing a St. Louis Cardinals tease on a Red Sox podcast. The, the Cardinals end the year with six games against the Pittsburgh Pirates. Every pitcher on the Pirates should be grooving it to Albert. He should be starting every game, mm-hmm. and every mm-hmm. single pitcher on that team should be throwing him you-know-what high Dude. fastballs and have him just crank it out, and everyone celebrates. If number 700 is at PNC Park, is it is it in Pittsburgh? Or is three it at home. Three? It's, it's a three-and-three. Three, three at home Dude, and then three in Pittsburgh. If number 700 is in Pittsburgh on game 162 – into the Allegheny River. Yeah. Are you kidding me? I mean, that would have to be an up. If he hit that ball, Oppo into the Allegheny River, that would be an absolute bomb. I mean, I think it's like 480 to the 480 river. 480 Oppo. I mean, we should also just give Albert steroids for this this stretch here. Some are probably saying that he's bouncy balls, dude. I don't care. <laughs> I know. Some are probably already saying he is on some kind of juice right now, and it's like, what? Mm-hmm. They're going to suspend him for next year? Who cares? Um, I, 700 is so ridiculous. I was doing insane. the math out the other day. If you played, if you started when you were 25 to 40, you know, if that's that was your career, 15 years in the big leagues, right? Yeah. Like you would have to, and then, and you assume you're 38, 39, and 40 year old 
seasons, you're hitting like 15, 12, and 10 homers each. Yeah. Then you have to average like 51 homers a year. Oh, it's nuts. I mean, he's... It's, un- it's, 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 it's not going to be... It's gonna, not going to happen again. He's, not for a long time. Oh, it's going to be ages. There's no one even sniffing 500 right now. So um, he has 22 years in the league. This is his 22nd year. Mm-hmm. He's hit 695 home runs. That is 32 homers a year. And that's factoring in these last, like, five, which he's averaging mm-hmm. probably, like, 13 or 12 a year. So mm-hmm. if you take his core, let's say from his rookie year to – I don't know, like his fifth year in in L.A., mm-hmm. that would be – when was that? That's when he was like 36, so mid-30s. Mm-hmm. He hit, <laughs> the average career. The average from, career. Yeah. From 2001 to 2016, he hit 591 home runs, which is just – How ab- many a year? Absurd. That? That's, I don't know. I, wanna, I don't want to do that. Matt. I think that's 37 a year, something like that. I mean, it's just – that stretch is, is bizarre. It's and he's very annoying. consistent. He was very consistent. He had a lot of years in the 30s. So it's not like Albert. That's another thing. Albert didn't benefit from some Bonds year of like 73, where it's basically mm-hmm. two seasons worth of homers. He's just gone to work. This, this guy this guy has shown up and given you mid-30s homers in like 10 seasons. And then, you know, forty in mid-40s in like eight of them. It, it's insane what he's done. Um He's and good. Everyone's rooting for it too, which is good. It's not a guy that's gotten caught up in any controversy. Like everyone's rooting for Pujols. This obviously, this home run race isn't like it used to be, but yeah. it's still cool. I'm glad this is happening, especially with the Judge thing going on. I want to see. Obviously, mm-hmm. we said we want to see Judge break it, but I want to like see it in person. I'm trying to line up when it would be, and it might mm-hmm. be a Sox Yankee series in New York in late September. That might Ooh. be it. Yeah, four gamer. Dude, so, yeah, the three things. This is an unbelievable segue you're about to witness here, dude. We talked about seeing, like, the three things that I wanted to see the most in Major League Baseball was Pujols hitting 700. Yeah. Aaron Judge hitting 61-plus. And the New York Yankees forfeiting the division. They're going to forfeit. Have they given an update forfeiting on that? Forfeiting the division. What's the what's the word? <laughs> Giving up the division. Yeah, I think just, I think you would still say forfeiting the division. Forfeiting makes it seem like they actually. Said, it's not quitting, but I think they are. <laughs> that is quitting. Is it forfeiting quitting? I mean, yes, but I'm saying I think you can use that word to mean like they gave up the division. The, they lost it. They I, I, it. I I hear that as them is being that, like, all right, guys, we're not like there's games fine, left and they're fine, just calling have it. it. <laughs> have the fine, division. it's yours. It's yours, no. Tampa. I don't think my gut tells me the Yankees aren't going to cough it up, but by golly, would it be so beautiful if they did? I mean, they were a single away from getting swept by the Rays on a bet like we started this show talking about it on a bad call that yeah. should not have ended the game. That was terrible. But it's it puts Sox fans in a really weird situation. How so? Because had the Sox gotten swept by the Rangers. This is bad. This is bad, but it's honest. Okay, if the Sox had just gotten swept by the Rangers, I would almost, I would be willing to take some for the team in this next three against the race. Oh, I think yeah, I think, but you're saying that like you it's know? a crazy thing. I think most people would, right? That it, I know. I, ju- I hate to, ju- I just hate to admit that I'm like okay with with losses, but that would have been where we're at, right? It would have been yeah. like, look, we're eleven out or whatever, twelve out, it's over, and then we can just say, you know what? 
Have a good one. We'll play spoiler. Hey, Rays, here's some wins for you. But coming out of that series with a four-game sweep feels so good. And it makes it, it just elevates my hope so much. It inflates some October hope in me for whatever reason. A four-game uh, sweep at least, is awesome. Until I went and looked at the wild card standing, Steve. So this is before today's games. This was coming into Sunday's games. The Sox had a four-game win streak, right? Yes. But the Chicago White Sox had a four-game win streak. The Baltimore Orioles had a four-game win streak. The Toronto Blue Jays had a three-game win streak. The Mariners a six-game, and the Rays a five-game. So somehow, you just won now five games in a row and have made up no ground. Nothing happened at all. It feels like you lost ground. Yeah. It's it's a pain in the ass. It really is. And, and it's and been it's, constant. It just doesn't point one way clearly or the other. You know, it's just not easy to say, okay, well, screw it, pack it in. Let, let's help the Rays overtake the Yanks. And you can't say, hey, no, we're right in it. We got to be winning every game. It's it's just no man's land, man. It's limbo. Well, the we were talking about this a few weeks ago. And even just... From the Red Sox perspective, and again, and, and Mike Brenly, uh, replay coordinator, staff assistant, had him on the show on Friday. Definitely check out that podcast. That was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. He had even mentioned, like, hey, we're not mathematically eliminated, and but if that time comes, like, we're going to bring teams down with us. Like, you know, we're going to try to ruin other teams' chances. And obviously, we all famously remember the Orioles doing that in 2011 to the Red Sox. And I think that's going to be the strategy. But to your point, Joey, it has been a colossal pain in the ass to scoreboard watch this last month. Oh, yeah. Because anytime the Red Sox lose games, these other teams in front of them lose games. And anytime they win, these other teams win. And it's just, it's insanely annoying. Shout out to anyone that gave up on this team after that July, because it's probably been a lot easier of the of a, a last 40 days for you of not having to do the whole scoreboard watching thing. And Joey and I are realists. I've mm-hmm. mentioned it already. Like, after the Little League Classic, I was like, all right, season's over. But this is this is our lives. This team is our existence. So, of course, we're still going to see and keep track of what's going on, doing the math to give themselves a chance of making the postseason still. They'd have to go 21-6, and six, which is crazy, but they did that in June. Let so, me say, let me say, 21-6 and six sounds like a fairy tale. That sounds like absolutely undoable. But if you move that one number and you say 20 and 7, that sounds so doable. I don't know what that is. It does. 20 and 7 is like, oh, that's not that crazy. Yeah. No, you're right. You know, I, I, I'm willing to move move the goalposts a little bit. Name for 20 and 7. The, the, the tough part is that. And, and see, this is why I, I had mentioned this, I think, the Coop on Friday. But the other annoying thing is you're obviously trying to catch – yeah, guys, we know. We know it's going to be insanely unlikely. Fangrass has it as a 1.5% chance. But you're trying to catch the Rays and the Jays, and it damn sure seems like every single weekend or week when you're looking at the team that has the last wild card spot, which for the most part has been the Blue Jays. I know the Mariners for a little while there. Mariners are the top wild card team right now. But it, 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 recently it's been the Jays. And you mm-hmm. see it who they're playing, and you're like, oh, God, they got a three-gamer against the Pirates. Damn it. Like, it's always like the opponent sucks. And the Rays had an opponent that sucks in the Yankees this weekend. So mm-hmm. it's 
it's constant, man. You're just not able to make up this ground. One thing, if you're looking for a silver lining here, is that the Red Sox, I think, over the last... I had the exact number somewhere. I don't know if I have it written down, but they've been the seventh of seven teams in the wildcard race for over a month. And they're now a half game behind the White Sox. So they maybe could at least jump one of these teams as early as Monday if they win and the White Sox lose. White Sox are going to Seattle. So Mm -hmm. if you're someone that's trying to, you know, stay in this mentally, you can at least start jumping some teams. Seattle's also a team you need to be losing. So no, but I, I at this point I'm I want Seattle to be the top wildcard team. I, I I would rather just chase try to keep chasing down the division than chasing down Seattle. They have been going through it the last twenty years. I'm fine with them. I, Sox aren't going to catch Seattle. I mean, they're realistically not going to catch any of these teams. But I know, I know. I'm saying if you're trying to do a plan, <laughs> Joe. If you're trying to do a craft up a plan, I think mm-hmm. it's like, hey, part of that plan would be at least get ahead of the White Sox, then get ahead of the Twins. And now it's like, hey, now it's only the division teams in front of you, and you play them. So there is there is a path, but obviously it's insanely unlikely. Do you have the fan graph percentages in front of you right now? Yeah. Because I want you to look at something weird for me. Yeah. Look at the odds to win the AL East. Yeah, the Jays are at 9%. The Jays have a larger chance than the Rays. Yeah, and, and exact, exact Two and a half yeah. games behind the Rays. It's probably what strength of schedule, I would assume. Do they still have some yeah, games? Yeah, but I mean, so much so that it makes up for two and a half games. Yeah, some of the percentages are are kind of crazy. Um, oh, by the way, Joey, we we have we have uh, some more breaking news. Uh oh, don't play any sound. No sound. Breaking news. What's up? Fangraphs has updated the Red Sox playoff percentages to one point nine. Listen, you play this season 50 times, we get in almost once. I'm excited. I thought you were saying two. I, like, I, no. thought, I thought you said play it 100 times, you get in twice. 50 once, no. yeah. 50 once. Yeah, if you play this 50 times, you almost get in one of those times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the best is that it's not even you get in one of those times. Yeah. If you play, it, so funny. you play this season 50 times, you might get in once. But that's not Maybe. even a guarantee. Barely, yeah, you get, you get to the front though. of the line, and the bouncer can be like, nah, we're at capacity. We're shutting down for the night. You're not getting in. So uh, that was so funny. Do with that what you will. I know there's a billion things to talk about on the show. Still got a couple left. Uh, but we are going to take another break here on episode 56 of Inside the Monster. All righty, we are back. Back episode fifty six of Inside the Monster. Inside the Monster. Inside the. I monster. said that really weird. Uh, Brian Bayo is an absolute stud, dude. Stud. This guy is so filthy. We'll have other shows where we break down Bayo more because I know we kind of went long on on some topics today. But um, I'm just happy that obviously you, you want him to be great. The promise is there. The stuff is there. I just like that we got a swagger guy. On the mm-hmm. mound. And it, it got me thinking, when was the last... I'm curious what you say here. Because it took mm-hmm. me it took me a while to realize... What I already the, have my answer. The last guy that had this kind of swagger on the mound for the Red Sox. Who you got? Easy. Martin Perez? <laughs> Drew Pomerantz. Drew Pomerantz. Dude, him and Clay won too? Are you kidding me? 
Who was God, it? I missed, I missed that squad. Um, no, I mean, that's, that is what I was actually going to say. I'm joking. I don't have a real answer. Um, who's the last guy that I saw with that? that Swag, see, swagger on the mound is a very specific thing. You can be mm-hmm. dominant but not have swagger. Mm-hmm. Like Josh Beckett at his peak was dominant. No one would say Josh Beckett had swagger on yeah. the mound. Yeah, John Lester. Yeah, swagger Lester, came. another great example. Jonathan yeah. Papelbon was kind of a lunatic, not necessarily swagger. So it's yeah. it's a specific thing, and I honestly think the answer is Pedro. Like I think it's Pedro, and I know we do. The, I, I'm not ah. doing the comps. I'm just saying swagger wise, in terms of getting the walk around the mound and kind of staring guys down a little bit. I mm-hmm. get why he gets the Pedro comps. Now never compare someone to Pedro talent wise, but when it comes to delivery and stuff and swagger, he does have similarities to Pedro. That's just a fact. I think Kelly had some swagger. Kelly has some Joe swag. Kelly. Joe Kelly has some yeah. swag. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, especially, yeah, game, what, game five in L.A. That was mm-hmm. very swagalicious there. But Jeez, Louise. That, that, you know what that was? That was the last time you say that on this show. Jeez, <laughs> 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 <Jeez> Louise. <laughs> <laughs> Holy cow. Holy guacamole. He just said swagalicious. <laughs> That's crazy, but I'm just happy that we got Bayo, man. I mean, it was yeah, he's good, he's good. He's but it good. was it was like that. a specific feeling watching him, where I'm like, I'm timing up my bathroom breaks. Not like I pee that much during the games. I'm like, <laughs> gotta we get up a lot for about going to the bathroom on this show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I just every inning. He's a guy. He's he's a put day after the name guy. We got we got mm-hmm. one of those. I, I know it's been sale day for a while. Not really. It's been a while since mm-hmm. it's been sale day, but. We got a we got a guy that you can put day after his name, and it's not mm-hmm. a joke. Yeah. Shout out Brian Bayo. You are a Shout guy that you can Bayo. put day after your name. Good job, buddy. How old is Brian Bayo? He's twenty three, right? He is twenty three, a hundred and ten days. Yeah. Yeah. That was my guess. That was exactly your guess. I got a yeah. couple other random I, things. Do you do you at all get like I don't know how to put this. When you bring up a guy, maybe a little too early, right, and he struggles out of the gate, are you at all like, I don't know, I care about numbers a lot. I see those starts and I'm like, oh, that's going to skew his career numbers. Like, oh, even no, if it's I, I this think about much, that all the time. I think about that all the yeah, time. Yeah, I'm like, dude, yeah. that's not fair. Like, oh, if you just... Well, you know what if I think the, about if the team wasn't the way the team is right now and he could have like had this whole year in Worcester or whatever and come up and already been in a better spot like those career numbers you know he ends his career with a 318 instead of a yeah 320 i don't know i no, i it bugs me to no end when this bullpen lets in all the inherited runners <laughs> like <laughs> shout out to schreiber i think 63 64 of the time he strands uh the guys that are on when he comes in he's been great they obviously have relied on him a lot and he didn't even have great stuff in the finale and still i believe it was one two three in the ninth there um, but I looked at it, Joey. I tweeted out a stat that was wrong. It was only out there for like 20 seconds and deleted it because I forgot these haven't all been starts for him. Like he's yeah. had, they've like had him come in in like the second inning and go like four or five innings sometimes. So I know that's technically not a start, but to me in my head, that's a start. Like I remember it as a it start. It might as well be. Yeah, it might as well be, but I know it's not. So I, it technically it wasn't, but you go back to July 29th, uh, which was two, three, four, five outings ago. He's he's been reliable. He's been really reliable. He's got like a three ERA in that span. And the killer is that three of the 
seven runs that he's been charged with in that span could have been for not like they were guys from the bullpen giving them up after he got pulled. So in his last five outings, he's only given up four runs on the mound, like when he's on the mound. And I wonder what that stat is. I don't know if that's a stat. I I think it kind of hit me. It hit me that when he gets pulled a lot of times, and Minnesota was tough, right? Basically, I think he had walked a couple guys. It was like bases loaded situations, so like no outs. Those runs are going to be tacked. You know, those are going to be your runs. It's going to be hard for the bullpen guy to come in and get out of that with no, no damage. But when he's been on the mound, I'm just making up this stat. I don't know what we're going to call it. He's only given up four runs in his last five outings. Four total. I mean, that's that's impressive. And it feels like it, too, because mm-hmm. I, I don't – you don't see him turning his head around that much, you know, where it's a home run or, like, he is a guy – he is not <laughs> – he's a guy that you see a lot of the back of his head, uh, which is good. Uh, in the broad in the broadcast, if you that's see the back a of the guy's, <laughs> it's a really weird a way to weird look at it. Thing to say about if you guy, see the back like of the it. guy's head, that means he is looking forward. He is not looking over his shoulder at a bomb that goes onto Lansdowne Street. And he's got yeah. that, like I mentioned, it's just he has to. I think he's got to adjust his um, his walk off the mound like that. I know that was a strike before the strike is called thing a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's not fully in tune yet. He does it for pitches that are mega borderline. And I think he's mm-hmm. got to stick with the obvious strikes. But once he gets to that point, then he's got all the swagger tools. Yeah, that's kind of the main thing he's got to work on. That's the that's everything else the... he's good at. But, like, he's walking off mm-hmm. the mound a little too much before it's a guaranteed strike. But, yeah, shout yeah. out to Brian Bayo, man. He's been filled. Shout out Brian Bayo. I loved how happy for him everybody was when he came off the mound. That was series. good. Yeah. And yeah. he was he's happy for himself. I mean, a big part of this is you got to prove to yourself that you can do it at the big league level. Like, obviously, he was a stud in the minors one of your top pitching prospects and everyone's comparing you to Pedro Martinez and he comes up here and and gets kind of you know rocked his first three starts what do you have a 10 ERA and like you know I, I know he was kind of getting dinked and dunked to death early on but it's just nice to see that this is a guy I think Maz had said that he's the most important player in the organization for the organization's future and I didn't even bat an eye at that I was like that's actually not a crazy thing to say <laughs> like this guy considering how much you need starting depth or just any starters that are good. Just pitching, just pitching in yeah, general. Yeah, like, dude, that was another thing that when Bayo was out there, I'm like, God, how fun is this? A starter that can actually pitch. Like, mm-hmm. it's we're not asking for much. And shout out to Waka. And I, I know he's going Monday and he's been great. But, you know, Waka's been around the block. This is, this is a, a new one. This is a new dude you got out there. That's really doing the damn thing. So, got yeah, a couple other notes here from the series. It was killing me every time they were saying Heim, the guy on the Rangers. I know. I was I like, know. what? What is Heim doing? Heim's not up right now. Oh, it's H E I N. Get this guy out yeah. of here. So, somebody was like, oh, and Heim's coming out now. I was like, well, he's what? what? Dude, up, up. You hear my cat? Yeah. Oh, you can't miss it. Cat talk. Oh my God, bro. We got Go booty talk and else. cat talk today. Yeah. When they were like, Heim's coming out, I'm like, I really thought like Heim was coming into the dugout or something. I thought like, Heim's taking the ball from Bayo. Like, yo, yo, I can't do that. (laughs) Like, what is going on? My actual thought was like, Heim's in the dugout and is like grabbing a player and is like, come with me. I was like, what is going on? You can't trade anybody, dude. We're we're past that. Uh, That was, that was bugging me. I know this MLB season has taught me that bases loaded with no outs. You're just never going to score. I know it happened in New York at that game we were at. Uh, Rich Hill had one earlier in this in this series. The Sox did it against the Jays last week. 
It's kind of like what do they say in hockey? Two nothing's the worst lead to have or something. Base, is that what they say in hockey? Oh, maybe it's just fights that says that. But bases loaded with no, no it's outs. A hockey, it's a hockey thing. It's hockey. Is I was gonna say you knew that. I only I I, I know Feidelberg would tweet it. That was the only person that I like knew it from. So I didn't know if it was a hockey mm. thing or not. I can't act confident with any hockey thing. I'm always like, did I get it wrong? <laughs> did, did, did I mess up? Uh, it's it's just happened too often. Not enough people understood what I meant by the Waldo image. That was kind of killing me. It was like, like he had. Rafi's sleeve was the Waldo sleeve. It's not like he was disappearing. You know what I'm saying? I get it now. Oh, God. Joey was one of them. Damn. Yeah, I didn't get it at all. It said he looked like, like Waldo. I get it now. All right. Damn it. Yeah. I guess it wasn't didn't obvious get it. enough. That's I did sad. not get it. Yeah. It's I did a good I, joke. I, all right, thanks. It's a good joke. Yeah, I thought it was good, but then it didn't land at all. So I was like, <laughs> you know what makes a joke funny is when you really have to explain it to everybody. That always you know makes what, dude, it. Blame the audience. Blame the audience. <laughs> yeah. That's when something doesn't like land, do. it's like, you guys are all stupid. All right. Yeah. Th- that's why you guys suck. That's why you didn't think it was funny. I, one last thing here. Mm-hmm. I guess two more things here. Three more things here. Oh, sure. Garrett Whitlock. I don't know what that was all about. He obviously. It's funny when you forget that a pitcher can even be bad, like can have a bad outing. Because I did a little, I did a little research here. Felt that way about Shribes, yeah. In that he's, you know, the Shribes it just feels like worn down. Like Whitlock hasn't pitched as much as Shriver, right? So I don't know, something lingering there or what's going on. Leading up to this week, Whitlock's reliever ERA was one seven nine. His reliever ERA this week thirteen point five zero. So it uh, really jumped pretty high i think it went from 179 to like 23 for his career reliever era so it jumped like five points it's uh i guess i don't know if you call that five points it's like i don't know i I don't know anymore i just couldn't believe what i was seeing he almost gave up three home runs in a row like what the hell is going on here that just Mm -hmm. didn't look right and you hope he's all right just for the sake of of next year honestly And, and they had hinted on the broadcast to him don't put him back in the rotation don't do that don't do that. Keep him in the bullpen. Make sure he can get right here, and then you'll be fine. There's been way too many TBD starters this year. It's driving me nuts. At this point, TBD, I think, is absolutely going to decline his option and hit the open market, and we'll yeah. probably get a great deal. I know he's he's been he's been good for us this year. He's been reliable. They've relied on TBD a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, he's probably not going to be back next year. No, that's the thing. When you ride on a guy who you know has the hot hand and is coming up on free agency, like, yeah, you're going to get the most out of him, but it's also probably going to be the last that you get out of him. Yeah. You know, this is, you this is the last. That. Ideally, for mm-hmm. both parties, you know, because mm-hmm. we, we want him to do well, this is the last we're going to see of TBD on the Red Sox. That's tough, man. It's weird. What is it going to look like next year with no TBD? Uh, hopefully a bunch of real pitchers that are... <laughs> yeah, that'd be sick. That'd <laughs> in be, the rotation. Yeah, that'd be cool, huh? That would be nice. You got anything else? I think that was it. Oh, last thing. Uh, it, this yeah. is a little nitpick real hit. I'm yep, I'm yep, done yep. with Matt Barnes walking off the mound with that smile on his face, like ah, like like he got screwed or something. Ah, God, it drives me nuts. Backpacks, you come in, you what was it, bases loaded or something, or first set like. Mm-hmm. Don't have that big old smile on your face like you got screwed. It was a ball. Ugh. Back to you, Joey. Uh, Maddie B could could throw the ball a little more off. Backpacks, a little quicker. Is, backpacks little quicker. is a little quicker. Okay, am I mistaken? I got to ask you about backpacks real quick. Yeah. Am I mistaken to believe that that nickname originated from you just saw him with a backpack on once? 
Yeah, no, it was uh, Jared and I were at Baseball Tavern, and he walked in with mm-hmm. a backpack on. And because you're he like, had hey, a couple many of, backpacks over here. Well, he had a couple. That's exactly how it happened. He had a couple yeah. <laughs> of uh, buddies that were there from UConn. Mm-hmm. And we were like, get a little Matty. I, th- I think I said it to you. I don't know. I think it was like, get a little Matty backpacks over here. And uh, we just started calling him Matty backpacks. Yeah. Love that. I love that. Yeah, it was pretty. That's, the, that's what a baseball <laughs> nickname should be. I saw him with a backpack once. So now he's Matty backpacks. <laughs> that's it. Now, Stephen Nelson was saying that. it on the Apple TV broadcast. And it was just a completely normal thing to say. It wasn't like it was <laughs> people were caught off guard. It's like, yeah, it's just that's who he is. But yeah. uh, I love that. Yeah. Uh, I have two things. Yes. Uh, one. Game one, Verdugo with that homer to dead center, that kid who caught it. What a oh, moment. Yeah. Dude, what shout a out moment. To the kid. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't know if it was and I don't know if it was his dad, but that slow mo shot of the guy next it it had like uncle vibes. Cause I think yeah. the guy the kid was sitting with his dad, maybe like dad's friend or dad, you know, uncle, like I said. It didn't seem like it was like, his dad. There was a moment where that guy like, oh and like threw up the hands and came over and like lifted the kid up. Yeah. And um yeah, that that was just an awesome moment, dude. That was really cool. I was I was really stoked. I was worried for a second that it might have been interference. Well, I, the only reason over. I was worried is because they challenged it, and I'm like, wait a second. You know, from the naked eye, I was like, no, nah, that was definitely over the wall. And then the replay, that was clearly over the wall. Who's their replay guy? Clearly not Brenly. Not as good as Brenly. Brenly would have Brenly would have never challenged that. Oh, Brenly would have never challenged that. Brenly would have seen that instantly. Immediately and said, like, nope. hey, he would have said, don't challenge it. That's what he would have said. Don't challenge it unless you want to lose your challenge. Exactly. Unless you're trying to lose a challenge probably. like an idiot. But shout out to that kid. If anything, yeah. he should be future version of himself should be mm-hmm. happy that it was challenged because now he got a bunch of cool slow-mo replays of him catching a home run ball. Like that Yeah. That actually worked out really well for the kid. Cause then mm-hmm. they spent more time on the kid. And then it like by the way, that's like how old do you think that kid was? Seven? Eight? That's a good guess. Yeah, those are good guesses. Right around eight. What a great yeah. catch. Like, this what is a, a major snack, league dude. home yeah. run to center. That's got to have some – that's mm-hmm. coming in pretty hot. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't on the chest, dude. He moved for it. Yeah, it made the snag. backhand. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Good, good job, good, kid. Good for him, man. Great job. And uh, the other thing, the ref Snyder walk-off. We should mention it. It happened. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's what happens with these four gamers when it's, like, the first There's game. There's a walk-off. Uh, here's a fun thing, dude. Uh, at that point – I don't uh, – I thought this stat held more weight than it did, but now that I'm looking at it, I'm like, well, yeah, kind of obviously. Um, and it, it, this is one of those stats, Steve. I know exactly how you're going to feel about this. You're going to be like, that's true, and it feels like it. Mm. Ready? This is what you're going to say about it. Uh, the Sox, up until that game, were 3-48 and 48 in games where they were trailing in the 6th, 7th, and 8th. It feels like that. I thought there was another thing on the tail end. I didn't know. No, that's it. I mean, they just don't have a lot of comeback wins late in games, especially if they've been down for a bit. Joey, it feels like it. feels like it. It does feel like it, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I – what was I going to say there? Oh, yeah. I couldn't believe they won the first game. When you look up, give up the bomb, whoever it was, uh, Bazzato, you give up the bomb in the eighth, it's eight to three. Mm-hmm. This Red Sox team winning a game that they're down eight to three in the eighth inning, like what are we, what are we talking about? It's so funny in the ninth, and this happens in extras a lot with the the second base rule. But it was so funny in the ninth how quickly it changed from like, eh, nah, they're not gonna do it to, oh, they're obviously gonna walk off. Like the second that Devers had the double, and it was now second and third, eight to seven when the inning started at eight to five. Second and third, eight seven, no outs. Even though JD struck out because mm-hmm. he's been doing a lot of that. I was like, oh, they, oh, it's it's over. They're gonna win, and I'm glad Ref Snyder got his first career walk off. It's good for him. He deserves it, man. He's been so reliable for this team. He's the uh, man. amongst 
you know, a real crappy year and, and a lot of a lot of things to be sad about and upset about. Rob Refsnyder has been a bright light amongst a lot of darkness. And Jemai with that Gatorade dodge. Great job. Great job by Justin. Professional I was, stuff. Say, I was like, Justin. Great job by Justin getting the slow-mo replay of that. That was really mm. good. Yeah. Slow-mo replay. Slow-mo video. It's only Kids the replay. still got it, dude. Yeah. Yeah. He's got it. Uh, closing thoughts time. You got one? Uh, we should probably do series MVPs. That's my question. Oh, time. yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Are we both are, are we going to run through numbers here and, and debate and all that, or are we both going to agree that it's the guy that it is? All right. Three, two, one. Xander Bogots. Xander Bogots. You said it on one. Well, because there's a delay. I was trying to. Oh, you're trying, to light, you're trying yeah. to light it up. Yeah. Three, two. Xander Bogots. Did that get to you in time? <laughs> I said it first. I said it first. He's my MVP. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't have. I only had the. He hit 500 for the series. He scored or had an RBI in every game, and he's good at field still too. Multiple hits in every game. Yeah, yeah, Crazy multi-hit stuff. games. Two, 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 three. Yeah. Xander Bogarts, man, he is he is pushing for the batting title, and I am all aboard the Xander Bogarts batting title train. I hope it happens. And hey, if Sox get eliminated unofficially by our count in a week or two. It'll be cool to follow if Xander can get a batting crown. That would be neat. Um, would be cool. Closing thoughts time, though. Do you have a closing thought? Um, my closing thought is uh, this show's been long, so I'm not going to give my closing thought. I'll save it. What? What was that all about? You just do I, don't one. I don't have one. I don't have one. I'm making an excuse. I'm making an excuse. I don't have one. All right. I'll do one real quick. Yep. I am reminded every early September how much I love the Halloween season, dude. Mm. The Halloween season is so awesome a lot of times it also lines up with a red sox playoff run so it's a great little combo deal and if they go far enough like 2018 then you have the parade on halloween which is sick Mm -hmm. but i just i'm all about it there a lot of a lot of other seasons like christmas and like thanksgiving stuff it's like i don't really need it until the month of the holiday but halloween i was i saw a bunch of like decorations and some halloween candy out uh, at store like CVS and stuff like that, and I'm like, yeah, I'm here for it. I don't care that really? it's already really. Yeah, September 4th, and I was at a Star Market, and they had like Halloween like decorations and stuff up, and I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I'm okay with this. I know what like your gut instincts always be like, oh, too early, too early. It's like, no, no, I'm okay with it. I already got my Halloween costume. I'm so excited about it. I'm now ordering like props for it and stuff. And I'm what just, you being, can you share or is it like some big reveal? I'll just I'll just wait I'll just wait. Okay. But fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. It's it looks cool though. It looks really cool, and it's very authentic to to me. Um, I'm fine with it once it's September. Well, I had a problem with like Duncan being like, we got pumpkin spice in August. It's like yeah, I you, like summer. You got to want to enjoy one. summer. Yeah. Don't don't steal summer from me. You know it's August. Yeah. Everyone knows summer is from June first to August thirty first. Like let's this is not still summer. I saw some TikToks recently of like, oh, it's still summer. Shut up. It's not. It's over. Uh, it it was fun. It's over. But yeah, shout out to Halloween stuff already being here. I'm okay with it, and I want to see more of it. I want to see more uh, images of carved out pumpkins and decorations and and Reese's. Uh, Just more of it, man. More of it. Mm. Thinking uh, as a parent of like a like a a toddler, I'm sure you remember. Well, I have an 11 year, yeah, yeah, nine years ago, yeah, yeah. yeah. When when the 11 year old was the three year old or the two year old, that was his name. Yeah, back then. 
changing his name every year to match his age. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you just kind of like decide for them. Yeah. What did you do? You know? uh, he's been a pumpkin. He's been well. So every year we do like multiple things. You know, you go to multiple parties or you go trick or treat in multiple yeah. towns. So multiple costumes. So he's been a pumpkin. He's been Mike Wazowski. He's been oh, a porcupine. Last year he was a Dalmatian. I like and that. I was like the dog catcher. I like that. It was very good. It was a cute little thing. This year, dude, he's going as the very hungry caterpillar. Oh, okay. I like yeah, that because he loves the book. So he, that's what we're doing. It's a big. Uh, it's big. Big it's year. Big. This is a big yeah. deal. This is yeah. big. I, that's my closing thought. I want to share my son's uh, Halloween costume. That way, that works as a closing thought. It can be literally everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah that'll do it. We had a, we had a lot to get into that one. That was a big fully packed episode. Red Sox sweep a four gamer. I know Joey brought up the numbers earlier, but it really is a big old pain in the ass that when they go on a stretch of wins, all the other teams in front of them do. It's like, what the hell, man? Damn Blue Jays. They can never do – the Jays and the Yankees can never do what you want them to do. You just can't can't control them. But, uh, yeah, that'll do it. Next you'll hear from us is previewing this Red Sox-Rays series. For Joey Capone, I'm Steve Perrault. Go Sox, kid. Inside the Monster is a production of Odyssey in partnership with the Boston Red Sox. The show is produced by me, Steve Peralt. Our executive producer is Lena Glazer. Mixing and video editing by Joey Capone. Special thanks to the Red Sox and Major League Baseball for their contributions to the production of this podcast. Mm-hmm.